I think you uh, need to hear a little bit about Berta Proud Dad. Maybe you don't. Let's get into it on the Berta Proud Dad Show. This one here is uh, probably sure to to bore some of you out there, and uh, it might not be the podcast for you, and 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 that's okay. That's okay. But I feel it was maybe an important, quick little tidbit about myself that uh, some people need to. Uh, need to maybe get to know me a little bit better because, you know, when you put yourself out there every single day in my content, like, like I put out there, um, you know, it's very, very easy to look at me and be like, Oh, this guy's just some mega cult member or just some fucking conservative who doesn't give a shit about people. And it's really hard to get a context of, of who a person is by, you know, a 15, 30, 60 second video, or even, even a 10 minute podcast. And I'll try to keep this one short, but if you do want to know who, Bird of Proud Dad is, um, you know, we're going to get into it a little bit on 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 this podcast and uh, and just talk about it. You know, my name's Lawrence, um, and uh, I was born in, in a little tiny mining town in Ontario. I moved to Alberta when I was four, and uh, <clears throat> you know, I had a really good childhood. Um, you know, my parents both hardworking individuals. Um, you know, I, I grew up in a town called Hinton, Alberta. My dad's a millwright by trade millwright by trade. And, uh, you know, we, I played sports growing up, went to high school, graduated high school. Yeah, it was, it was a good childhood, but what a lot of people don't know about Berta Proud Dad, um, is I'm an addict. I'm an addict. Um, you know, I, I did a lot of partying growing up and, and, uh, and, you know, I was an alcoholic by the time I was 16 years old and, uh, dabbled in cocaine at 28. And, uh, that led me on an eight year destructive path. I was always interested in politics though, right? Always interested in uh, what was going on in the world. I just didn't really piece it all together because I was too busy drinking and drugging. You know, very, very staunch conservative, uh, you know, a conservative party of Canada member since I think I was probably 21 years old. Uh, And then a conservative party of Alberta member, you know, now the, well, UCP, um, you know, probably since I was 25, 26 years old. So very, 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 very staunch conservative. My parents though, not conservatives. Imagine that. Hey, but one thing my parents did do, uh, with me growing up is, is tell me, you know, Lawrence, if you do believe in something and it, it aligns to your values and your beliefs, um, you go with it. And, and I did. And, you know, it leads me into my my kind of like my addiction story here because I, you know, I do addiction content on other profiles and uh, and and I do addiction podcasts and 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 all that other stuff and I, I don't really bring it into the political spectrum that much, but for those who have been following me a long time, do know that I I I've battled with addiction. I'm almost a thousand days sober now. I'm like 951 days sober. Um, but the thing is, is is governments. They love drug addicts. Governments love alcoholics. And, and you might be like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Right? But, you know, let's be honest. If, if, if a government can get you hooked on pills, they've done their best friend, the pharmaceutical industry, a service. Right? They've said, hey, look, we're providing you with customers. And, uh, you know, there's alcoholics. We got liquor stores on every corner. We're soft on hard drugs. So, you know what? There's, there's, there's drug addicts everywhere. Treatment facilities, come on in. You know, I spent $30,000 to go to treatment. A lot of people don't have that money. Capitalism, right? 
the form of capitalism that we have today is completely disgusting and 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 it is not something that I'm in support of whether the top 1% i.e. the pharmaceutical and healthcare industry um make you know all the money and nobody else makes any money it's uh, it's literally it's literally they're they're taxing us into into oblivion really that's how i look at it but you know that goes into the addiction side as well everything's linked to addicts in this country like if you lose your job you're stressed out you want to mask the feelings you want to mask the pain you want to mask the hurt you want to stop fighting with the wife or she pissed you off you turn to drugs and alcohol it's a really good tool to use if you want to mask shit. It's a fucking terrible thing to use if you actually want to live in reality, though. So so I guess what I'm trying to tell you is, is my addiction journey, you know, led me down the really dark path. I passed away. Um, and what I saw when I passed away is exactly why I wear this hat. I'm wearing a faith hat right now. It says faith. Notice how it doesn't say religion on it because I don't have a religion the stuff that I saw when I passed away, uh, only I saw, and uh, and it led me to believe that there's a power greater than myself. Without getting godly and spiritual on you, um, you know, addiction is a fucking disease in this country, and we are making it worse for people. We are making them poorer. We are increasing stress in the home. We are putting liquor stores on every corner. We are putting drugs and alcohol in every mainstream uh, TV show. Um, and we are telling kids that it is cool by parents literally allowing children to raise themselves while they go out partying for the weekend. And you can't tell me it's not happening, ladies and gentlemen. I was that guy and I did it with other people who were addicts. Okay? So you can't sit here and be, oh, people don't do that. I lived the fucking life. People damn well do that. Ignore their children because of drugs and alcohol. So, so how do we how do we sustain from that? How do we how do we bring back from that? How do we how do we do something with that? And and the thing is, is you talk about it. You fucking talk about your problems and your challenges and the things that are bothering you. You know, I I, I thought talking about your feelings with a therapist or or in a in a in a meeting, a, a mental health meeting or something like that was was weak was for the weaklings right but if you hold that shit in and you decide to go out to the bar tonight and drink and drug because you don't want to feel feelings that's weak that's fucking weak or if you take it out on your spouse in a, in a yelling match because you know you're aggravated and upset that is fucking weak that's weak so anybody who wants to come to me and tell me that uh you know talking to a therapist or or a counselor or anything like that is weak well you got a lot of work on yourself to do. So why do the governments want you drugged and and uh, and high and drunk? Why do they want you to be doing that? They want you to be doing that because guess what you don't do when you're after your next fix? You don't listen to what the government's doing. You don't even turn the fucking TV on. You don't really actually care. You care about drinking, drugging, and, and drowning your sorrows. That's that's it. That's all. So governments can get away with uh, passing in legislation to silence you, passing in uh, legislation to give the media more money, passing in legislation to mandate you, right? Lockdowns. Right? Like, 
like the thing is, 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 you know, a big part of society today is on one form of medication or another. And, and, and you're talking to a guy right now who, who I used antidepressants to literally get sober part of it because I had to work through my depression and everything else, go to counseling and therapy, but I've been off antidepressants for over 125 days. Is it hard? Yeah, it's fucking hard. But you know what I don't want? To be on antidepressants the rest of my life. Because as soon as you do that, in my opinion, you're just a lifelong customer to the pharmaceutical industry. And you know what? There's people out here listening right now. You're on antidepressants. In no way, shape, or form am I sitting here telling you to go off your antidepressants. Because it's hard work. I I had to replace antidepressants with 15-second pill. Taking a pill for 15 seconds a day with two, three hours of mental health work every single day and, and, and learning and knowing how to work on my mental health. It's not just talking about my feelings. It's about fucking talking about my feelings, why I'm feeling them and why do I feel guilt, shame and all these other things. <clears throat> so, so yeah, Berta proud dad's a fucking drug addict and an alcoholic. Oh, well, that's who I am. All right. I'm in recovery. I, I, I just hosted a sober meeting last night. Two days before that, I was in another sober meeting. To, tomorrow, I'm going to be in another sober meeting. A lot of behind-the-scenes stuff to keep my head right in between the ears, right? And I know I'll get comments on this video from haters online or, or on this podcast, and I'll get emails like I do every podcast that, uh, you know, oh, you're just a drug addict. Why should anybody listen to you? Because I went to the school of fucking hard knocks. That's why people should listen. Because... Because even some of these haters out there, they're looking at me and they're like, this guy's a fucking asshole. And then he goes, they look at another creator and this guy's a fucking asshole. And then they go look at another creator. They put themselves into this, such a dark spot by watching videos online, which can be an addiction in itself. I, I, I don't watch a lot of videos. I took Andrew Tate's advice and I became a content creator, not a content consumer. Um, I don't watch a lot of videos because it can be addictive. <clears throat> and... And the thing is, is those haters, they, they, they go and drink and drug because a guy like me on the internet has triggered them and stressed them out. My whole point of being here is not to trigger anybody. My whole point of being here is tell my story, tell my opinion. And maybe just maybe somebody might be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Let's, let's, let's follow this guy some more. You know what I mean? I don't make money online either. That's a big, huge myth that people, I, I think there's a lot of people that don't have a lot of followers that think guys with followers and I'm not a huge, huge creator. I think I looked the other day, I'm close to 25,000 on Instagram now, which makes up, I think something like 11% of Instagram users only make it to where I'm at, which is a good, that's a good club to be in. I appreciate it. I appreciate all the people who are following me. I get, you know, 2,500 people listen to the podcast, 3,000 sometimes any given month. That's not huge. That's like really small time. And then I'm on an app called Clapper and I got 60,000 followers, right? So there's people listening, there's people watching, there's people liking my stuff, um, you know, but but I do it because I have a voice. I'm a voice of the voiceless. There's a lot of people that that message me in the DMs and they let me know, hey, you know, Bird of Proud Dad, I really appreciate what you're doing and, and uh, you know, keep up the good work and you speak for people like us. You know, I don't have the balls to go out there and make a video or my job doesn't allow me to do it. You know, so 
So I guess this message here is, is the people out there. Um, if you truly want to stand up to your government, uh, you need to get off the booze and you need to get off the drugs. And that includes marijuana, ladies and gentlemen, because it is addictive in its own right, in its own way. And every single time I say that on every single video, marijuana users unite and they come after me and they're like, marijuana is not addictive. You can't. Yes, you have cannabinoid receptors in your brain. It, it goes after that. And then I've watched people withdraw off marijuana and I've watched people almost go into manic depressive episodes because they haven't had their marijuana. So. So yeah, marijuana is addictive. So you don't even come at me with your bullshit. You use marijuana, I don't care. You use cocaine, I really don't give a shit. You use booze, I don't care either. I don't. I look at the world with a new set of glasses on, with a clear mind and a clear head. I see the government fucking us. And it pisses me off and it makes me angry and it makes me upset. And you want to know how I unleash that anger? It's not in the bottom of a bottle. It's not rolled up in a paper. It's not on a line on a mirror. I make videos and I do podcasts and I have dialogue. That's what I do. So for those who are like, wow, this guy seems so angry all the time. I am angry. <laughs> I am angry that the government taxes us over 51, 52% in Canada. I don't know what it's like in the States, but because I know I have a lot of American listeners, but the government goes after our paychecks. And then when we work overtime, the government wants even more of our money. And then I get to go to Starbucks and I get to order a drink from the barista and the barista sitting there bitching, whining, complaining how they worked six hours yesterday and so-and-so didn't call in or didn't come into work. So they worked even at extra harder. And meanwhile, I know in the back of my head, this person's only making $30,000 a fucking year and collecting government benefits to top them up to 50, which is still a low income. But guess who's paying for that? Me. Me. If you don't like your life in your career, your your path, which barista is not a career, but if you don't like your life, go make a hundred grand a year. Every single one of you out there have the fucking capability to make a hundred thousand dollars next year. Every single one of you, every single one of you. And I will tell you that right now. And if you tell me you can't, I will remind you of this. I use this one all the time. There are literally women on the internet selling feet pictures for $500 a pop. So if they can do it, you can do it. I'm not saying go sell your feet pictures. I'm not saying that. And do not email me your feet pictures for fuck's sakes. Let's not do that either. Um, but what I am saying is, listen, ladies and gentlemen, you have the capabilities within you to do that. And what I'm trying to do here is I'm trying to tell people we have the capabilities to change our government. And it doesn't happen through voting because voting's false. Voting is a farce. Voting makes us or gives us the illusion that we have a choice. We don't have a choice. We don't have a choice. We're damned if we do and we're damned if we don't. It's the devil you know and people are comfortable with that. People are literally fucking comfortable. You hear this all the time. Oh, well, why vote? There's no good choice anyway. That's what our electorate proce electoral process has become is why vote? There's no, no fucking point anyway. It's a, it, it boggles my mind, man. Literally just boggles my mind how we are in this situation. But I get it. I get it. People are drinking. People are drugging. People are all fucked up. They don't care what the government's doing. And it does consume a lot of your energy to get angry at this shit. 
but I'm not going to get any major change in my lifetime, but I'm really hoping, you know, that my kids might be able to afford a home in the country they were born in instead of Zing Wong from China coming over here and buying up property with his daddy's dirty money. Like right now in Canada, I honestly believe we need to put a stop to all foreign home investment in this country. All of it gone. Are we going to lose a lot of money? Fucking rights. So does giving Ukraine $9.5 billion losing money. That's money we're never going to get back. Right? So so I, I would rather see, you know, kids born in this country have a future, you know, in real estate than some rich, dirty money from across the pond fucking coming over here and sitting empty in Vancouver somewhere. And and I could sit here and tell you that my house price would go down because of that. And I'm okay with that. If giving a kids a future means that I have to make sacrifice, then I'm good with that. Liberals aren't though. Their sacrifice is, well, you know, everybody needs to be inclusive and we need to, we need to talk to children about their sexuality and that's important. You want to know the only people that get mad gays against groomers had a really good quote that came out. The only people that get mad at, uh, at people not wanting to talk to kids about sex is predators, pedophiles, right? And, and us normal people, we don't want it. We don't, we think, you know, kids are going to go through an experimental phase and they're going to do this stuff and all that other shit. And they're going to get out of it. We don't need to promote it in our classrooms and universities and all this other bullshit. Right? Promote safe sex. Say, hey, wear a fucking dome. Don't have sex. Be celibate. Fucking have a little respect for your body. Right? I didn't follow that, but fuck. You know, there is something to be said for that. I'm also a fucking drug addict. So what do you expect? Right? A little bit about Berta Proud Dad. I'm a fucking drug addict in recovery, sober, pissed off at my government. I under I see with a different set of glasses that the government is trying to destroy people. That's me in a nutshell. If you don't see it, I guess that's you. And, and, and that's fine. You're allowed to have your opinion. Just remember, I'm Bird of Proud Dad. Stay offended. <laughs>